0: Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast.
1: It was a mind-blowing concept. Five huge bands, including arguably one of the biggest bands in the world, toured the United States for two months, beginning Memorial Day weekend and running through the end of July. The traveling day-long festival featured Van Halen, then at the apex of their popularity, established veteran bands Scorpions and Dokken, a then-on-the-rise thrash metal band called Metallica, and another band lost to the void of history called Kingdom Come. They called it the Monsters of Rock Tour. The name was borrowed, or maybe just stolen, from an annual festival held in England. It was billed as a heavy metal dream, even if Van Halen did not quite qualify as heavy metal and metal fans around the world had already dismissed Kingdom Come as hair metal pretenders. The caravan played the stadiums in 22 cities, including a July 13th stop at the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome in Minneapolis, where two young students from St. Olaf College rocked, banged their heads, and came away with great memories and one incredibly shameful story that is still as fresh today as it was 33 years ago. But more on that later. This was a time when hard rock dominated the airwaves. Not the kind of brooding, nihilistic hard rock that would take over the world just three years later. This was celebratory, braggadocious, testosterone-fueled music dressed in spiked leather collars and jean jackets with the sleeves ripped off. It was a less reflective, less self-aware time when dreams of huge mansions, fancy cars, week-long parties, and the debauchery that went with them were on the minds of every teenager in America. The music played right into those dreams. The 1980s was the golden age of heavy metal so tonight celebrating the 33rd anniversary of that landmark tour we're going to take you back to the days of loud crunchy guitar riffs we're going to dig deeper than the bands on the tour itself and remind you what radio sounded like in the days after synth pop had been crushed under the weight of heavy metal my name is Rich Larson his name is Daniel G Moyer this is the weekly list Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to AM1080, FM 95.1, KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of The Weekly List. And uh, before we go into this at all, do you want to uh, introduce yeah. our in-studio guest? Hey,
0: um, I'm really pleased. I got to come down uh, with my son, Gavin. Hello. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's Gavin. Gavin Moyer. You know, Good
0: to be here. Probably not going to say much, but if you hear me laughing in the background. <laughs> you'll get All
1: right. All right. Well,
0: you know, we were looking at laugh tracks, and, you know, we've got a limited budget here, so we thought we'd just <laughs> import one in, just in case. Um <laughs> But you know, um, I don't get to spend as much time with my son as I'd really like to. So he had said that he wanted to come down see us do the show, and I went, "Really? Are you serious?"
1: (laughs) It's, it's just, it's just, it's just two guys yelling at each other.
0: Yeah, that's, and this is going to be a (laughs) contagious thing. This is going to be this is a
1: contentious show tonight. mostly because, um, don't go there. Honest to God, I feel like you brought your son down because you knew i was gonna go right at you not (laughs) even and you didn't want you knew that i wouldn't embarrass you in front of yourself oh
0: man wow (laughs) okay i'm I'm gonna have to come give me a moment on that all right okay
1: let's let's set this up for um i admittedly am not the uh the um the aficionado of heavy metal that that (laughs) dan moyer is um I like metal, especially oh, yeah. from, from this era, which is why I selected this era of, of metal. Um, and I said, Danny, you got there's one song that has to be on here. Yep. All the bands, except for Kingdom Come, who we just oh, are going no to way. just dismiss. Uh, all the bands on the Monsters of Rock Tour need to be represented. And the rest of it, it's all you.
0: <laughs> okay, here it comes. Just go ahead and say that. Say what you're going to say. I'm, i You're holding back. Go ahead, yeah, my, I am, my, son, I am, my I
1: am holding back. I, am, I just, okay. I just, you know...
0: All I'm going to say is this. Here's the thing about heavy metal, and most people don't understand this, that there's a tremendous variety. Everybody just hears it, and they think it's just nothing but noise. I think what I picked here is a pretty broad range, and I'm, I will be honest with you. When I think of Monsters of Rock, especially that... There was a lot of more commercial metal that was being played with everybody except for Metallica. Metallica was doing an old style thrash metal, and Rich is just giving me the dead eye stare. But you have to look at it. Dokken at that point, um, July thirteenth, nineteen eighty eight. Dokken was in the middle of breaking up. Yes, they were. You know, and it was obvious. There was one song that Jeff Pilson their bass player didn't even play on yeah yeah he didn't don you know?
1: don dock went and stood behind the, the amps almost that whole show for the because entire show he liked, george he was lynch pouting. was great
0: yeah he was he was awesome he was the scorpions came out and that was just like a blitzkrieg Scorpions I'm, was great was. i'm not sure that i would truly call scorpions heavy metal i would definitely give them the hard rock um and they were kind of cru- i'd go
1: ahead and call them metal i'd call uh, scorpions metal I'd do that.
0: Listen to some of their stuff from, like, 1969 no, and the early no, 70s. No, no, well, not... But, okay, yeah. okay. So, this a, anyhow, Van Halen, at that time, was with, not with Hagar, is not metal. Even, I would with, never,
1: that, even with Roth, they were never hard rock. a metal band. They were hard rock
0: band. So, I don't really look at the Monsters of Rock as being truly a heavy metal thing. And so when I was thinking about this, I approached this as a guitar player. I honestly did. And I'm looking at this set list of 12 songs. I can play 12 or I can play six of these. Oh, good for you. Well, no. And some of these I'm listening to the riffs and to the style and to the way I'm thinking about this from a guitar player's point of view. Anyhow, that's why we opened with quiet riots, metal health. That was Randy Rhodes, original band. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Okay. What we have here, is a failure <laughs> to communicate. <laughs> I'm telling you, that I would have. I just. I'm just going to say this, folks. I. I really, truly hope you enjoy the show, and I think I'm pretty sure most of you will. This is not the show I would have put together.
0: Oh, we know this. We know this. I knew that before I even put a single song on here. I knew that you would go completely different route. You know what would be interesting is next year. We'll do a Monsters of the Rock where I'll pick one song and you pick the other 11.
1: No, because I won't even let you pick the one song.
0: (laughs) Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so anyhow, I picked Quiet Riot for a number of reasons. First of all, that song, I like that as a guitar player because the first chord you hear is an A, and it's in perfect A440 hertz, which is the standard tuning of A. And it goes from A to G, or A to C to G, and it's just a perfect riff. It's a nice way to start.
2: For those of us who are not
0: guitarists. Exactly, Gavin. Thank you. Hey, man. Most people are, oh, God. Here's the thing. How many people listen to this music became guitarists as a result?
1: Not as many as you think.
0: There's a. l Not I, I don't know as many as you not a friend think. of mine who plays guitar. Yeah, you've
1: got like six friends. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, go on. Exactly. Okay, look. We played, we, I, 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 I'm happy that the song Metal Health was on there. It's a significant song because it, created well it, it it uh it added a phrase to the english language
0: yes and it's also from the very first metal album to ever hit number one
1: right okay in 1983 that's that's, that's an important to me though the song the, to me the song is significant because of of three words bang, bang your, your head. head exactly okay
0: all right there and, we go and that's how and we that's started
1: worthwhile it. okay so moving on trying hard not to uh or trying hard to from now on, I'm going to disguise my disgust
2: uh, <laughs> so a, I, man, that's that's a,
1: let's uh, the let us let's, let's talk about Docking. Okay, yeah, tell me about Docking.
0: Docking, man. Um, they actually what was it? the breaking the chains was their first record. And it kind of broke over in Germany. You had George Lentz on, on guitar, mm-hmm. and phenomenal guitarist. He was yeah, referred to great. as Mr. Scary. Yeah. Really good. He later on, after Dokken broke up, he formed a band called Lynch Mob, which actually put mm-hmm. out a really good first solo album. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time that we saw them, they were in the middle of breaking up. Yes, and man. at best, In My Dreams has got this really gorgeous uh, vocal track. I mean, when you hear it, Don Dawkins' voice is really built up and it has this pristine sound to it. And then at the same time, you've got this magnificent riff that George Lynch uses on um, to open the song. And it's got all of the things of suspensions and dissonance. It just It's a perfect little capturing metal in from a top 40 point of view. Okay. And I do believe this was a top 40 song.
1: I would be surprised by that, but... Um... I, I will not. I will not argue the point. This is from nineteen what?
0: This is nineteen eighty five.
1: This is from nineteen eighty five. Off of their, I don't even know album. Which album is it
0: off of? Ah, uh, this was after Lock and Key. I knew that you'd catch me. Sorry. <sighs> this is
1: Docking with In My Dreams on ninety five point one K Y M N. The one. Sammy Hagar from 1984 off of his VOA album with Two Sides of Love. I have, while we were uh, putting that together, I have decided exactly what my role is in this show tonight. Oh,
0: no. You're going to just hang, give me enough rope, right?
1: No. My role tonight is to advocate for all the true, like, 1988, 80s refugees out there who are tuning in tonight to hear actual metal and are just God. so bummed out look i love sammy hagar i really do and I and, and, and I've, there's a the
0: red rocker
1: the red rocker man there's a show coming up that's going to feature some Sam, sammy hagar but how the hell are you calling sammy hagar metal Here's, how are you doing rich,
0: that rich as we just talked about at the very beginning of the five bands that were in monsters of rock that tour correct i would only say that one of them is actual metal.
1: It is possible that you, then but but so you're going I don't I don't like we really did not communicate very well. No, we about. really did all not. Right, so that okay, was Sammy Hagar.
0: Right. <laughs> that's a fun song. I re, and the reason that I stuck that on there is all of the songs that we're going to be doing tonight are bands. And that's part of hard rock, that's part of metal culture if you were that it was kind of more like a gang mentality. Motley Crue to- totally epitomized that idea of a gang. And at the same time, I did want to notice that there are some solo guys. And Sammy Hagar, in my mind, he was... The album Heavy Metal, you know the movie Heavy Metal? Yeah. He led that off.
1: Yeah. So, he wrote a song called Heavy Metal, yeah. which was not a Heavy Metal song.
0: It's not technically.
1: No, it's not. It's, it, and you're looking for like solo guys. Ronnie James Dio was... was
0: w- in the band Dio.
1: It was his name. It was him. It was Ronnie James Dio.
0: Dokken, also... Don Dokken, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Don Dokken is not solo. Ronnie
1: James Dio left Black Sabbath and went
0: solo. He also came from Rainbow.
1: Yeah, he did. Ronnie James Dio <laughs> came from Rainbow and then went to Black Sabbath <laughs> and then went solo. Hence the name Dio. So, whatever, whatever, okay. whatever, whatever. Now whatever. we're just splitting okay.
0: hairs because Vivian Campbell, dude, the guitarist, <sighs> he'll, he'll tell you that was a band because it was a band. Whatever. Okay.
1: Okay, so... <sighs> Um, I mentioned in the,
0: uh, <laughs> now this is the part this where both where we, of us are sh- going is, to be shamed. This is, this is, this is this terrible. Is, this
1: is, this is the mea culpa.
0: This is the mea culpa. This is
1: where both of us have to, um, really just admit that we should both turn in our yes. rock and roll cards. Because Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the second band on this bill was Metallica. Yep. Kingdom Come opened it. Yep. Metallica was second. Now, Here's what I remember. Keep
1: in mind, this was 1988. This Correct. Was, uh, this was... Uh, now, let, let, let's set up Metallica a little bit, Okay. 88, uh, they had... Uh, released their had they released masters of Pu- master of
0: puppets oh absolutely okay. they and, had and, released oh, and, and justice for and, all they had just put out and justice oh, no
1: all. and no because and justice for all I promise you they had not released that yet and justice for all came out at the end of that year did that really I, so I, they were and, and I, gonna... I've got I've got landmarks in my in my history to to prove that okay and they came I, out you know, it came out late totally 1988. That. Uh, but they were about to put it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they had they had the then their they were ride the lightning was was the their
0: second album. So okay. first was kill them all. Yeah. Next was ride, ride the, the lightning, lightning. Then master, master of puppets. puppets. Then they put then Cliff Burton died <clears throat> right in 1986.
1: 86. Right. Cliff Burton was the bass player. The original right. bass player. Right. He was Killed he was the, tragic the guy. Yeah. He
0: was the whole reason that they moved yeah. from Los Angeles yeah. to, to San, San Francisco. Francisco. Right. Then they brought in Jason Newstead. who was they, a very good. He, he was very good. They hazed him, yes, they and they did. put out the Garage Days five ninety eight EP yep. as a as a kind of way to cover the gap, right, right. Um, so yeah, sort so of anyhow, a warm up ahead.
1: for Jason Newstead. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so but Metallica was not at this point. Um, I, I at this point, like today, I would call Metallica well past their prime. Yeah, in their prime, they were. Were they the biggest band in the world? They were one of the biggest um, bands in the world, absolutely. I think
0: in kind of an underground sense. No, 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 stop. Well, no, no, just no, stop. I mean, stop. were, were stop. they, they They were not. I don't made... care
1: about the charts, neither does Metallica. Okay. Just straight up popularity. Like They were pretty
0: popular. They, they... By the way, I just looked it up. Uh, Justice for All, You Were Right, it came out August 25th, 1988. So yeah. we really saw they were playing, this is kind of the warm-up, and then they put out yeah. the album right afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, okay, continue with the story.
0: Okay, so anyhow, this is the thing that this kids so today painful. don't understand. Rich is the guy that bought the tickets. He yep. acquired the tickets and I want to say that the tickets for a show like this was only like 25 bucks. It was something like that. It, yeah. I mean, it was it was unbelievably cheap. If you were going to mount this show today, you're looking easy 600 bucks for a ticket? You I, you couldn't do this show. No, today. you couldn't, but and at the same time the seats that we had, we were on the floor. We were like twenty we, rows back.
1: We had fantastic because and it, because the the, uh, the Hubert H Humphrey Metrodome was a gigantic bubble with some of the worst acoustics I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. And if you weren't sitting in the first half of the floor at a Metrodome show, you weren't going to be able to hear anything. Correct. Unless Pink Floyd was playing, and that was a whole different because yeah. they brought their own seats. Right. Anyway,
0: so anyhow, at the time, Rich got a hold of all the tickets. And I was working down in Northfield at the time on the paint crew. And the deal was, at a certain time, we were going to meet at that little island um, outside the Metrodome across from Hubert's. Yep. You remember that? Yep. Now, this is the thing that's very, very important for people to understand, the difference between 1988 and 2021. Yep. Now, these were paper-hard tickets. Yep. Rich and I, we had no way of getting in contact with each other. Cell phones didn't exist. There were no cell phones. There was nothing like this. And so I can't remember if you got to the island first or if I did. But at the time, one of us got there first and we're waiting for the other one, right?
1: I believe I was waiting for you.
0: You probably were. You probably were. And so we're sitting there and we get into the show and we're like, okay, we didn't care if we missed Kingdom Come. We really didn't care. We wanted to catch Metallica. So we walk in and right then we hear the... Thank you. Good effing night. Boom. One chord. And we went. And what we got
1: there, we got there in time to watch Metallica.
0: Leave the stage. Walk off the stage. Yeah. And the thing that kids don't understand today is in the world today, we would have had cell phones. We would have certainly knocked it out perfectly as to right where we meet exactly, and we would have probably digitally transferred the tickets so that at least you right. could have gone in and you would have caught the first bit, and I would more, have walked in. More, and-
1: more than that, though, we would have had a better understanding. Like we would have known set lists, oh, and yeah. we would have had an, an absolute understanding of what time Kingdom Come was done and what time Metallica went on. Yes, uh, we uh, we screwed this up, and, and see, and we even- we screwed up.
0: And here it is, 33 we years later, we're still trying to come up with rationalizations for how badly we screwed the pooch on this we one. We
1: missed Metallica in 1988.
0: In their prime. We're talking uh, pre-Black Album, pre-everything, like, pre-before y- y- they became just, just truly when huge. when
1: you absolutely... Actually, frankly, when you wanted to see them was 1985, but, right. but in 1988, man, that band was... Oh, my... and And we missed... And I t- personally, I feel uh, a little bit cursed by that. I have never seen Metallica.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid to go and see them now.
1: I I I would love to go see. I would them. love it to. It just has never worked out for me to go see Metallica.
0: No, and I mean for me, I've had two main cardinal sins. One was passing on you 2 center third row. Yeah on the war tour and then the second one and this is a cardinal sin that we both share is missing metallica on that tour
1: my my two um i passed up uh tickets to go see nirvana at first avenue 1990 uh 1991 right uh yeah and um you my story about stevie ray vaughn oh yeah Uh, stevie ray vaughn uh played in nineteen eighty. What would that have been, 1989 going into 1990? Like in that year, he played uh, the Twin Cities like four different times. Mm-hmm. He was here all the time. And uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan was, was playing at a festival in St. Paul, and I had tickets, and I was, uh, I, I it was it was the day of the show. I got home from work late that day. The guy I was supposed to go to the show with had already left, uh, and I thought, you know what? He's been here four times in the last year. He'll be back, and I'm yeah. just going to eat this ticket. Stevie Ray Vaughan died a month later.
0: Yeah. That was, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we missed Metallica, and I feel like crap about yeah. it. But in in, in the meantime, um, we're going to play you a phenomenal Metallica song.
0: Yes, this is from their second album, Ride the Lightning. Um, this is For Whom the Bell Tolls on KYMN Radio 95.1, The Yahtzee.
1: um Rat that was Rat that we followed Metallica with 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 Rat No
0: you sequenced that I just want to yeah, let this... I, I, uh, well, I was I, I was given I was given
1: very little choice I had to put the song somewhere I we <laughs> did we did not we did not follow Metallica with you know Motorhead we followed Metallica with with Rat okay, Tell, go tell for us it. about Rat tell us about Rat
0: Hey Okay, you got Stephen Piercy. This is one of those You don't know
1: remember about Stephen Piercy?
0: Oh, he's an annoying, annoying dude.
1: Uh, he he posed in Playgirl. Really? Did he? Yes he did. I... and people wanted to see that?
0: Yeah. I mean really? Yeah. Yeah. He okay. thought he
1: was he thought he was something.
0: The thing that I always liked about Rat, in all seriousness, is their guitarist, Warren D. Martini. I thought that he was fantastic. And I still do. I think that he's a really great player. He's got a lot of skill. So, and you're just giving me an expression. You will have nothing to do with Rat. You, that's from the Out of the Cellar album, 1984. Go ahead. I, I know exactly what you want to say. So. Rat. That's it. Two Ts. Yeah, Rat. exactly.
1: Yeah. I like that. They're, they're selling insurance now.
0: I'm sure they are.
1: Have you not seen those commercials?
0: Yes, I have. That's yes. right. Well, that's they, they, that's Stephen Piercy. That's not the rest of the band. Well, whatever. May, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's I I I don't deny that. It's is it Piercy or is it Percy? I don't know. Does I, it really matter? Well, the guy of, was in Playgirl. I, <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, really. Uh, so he's obviously seen better times.
1: <laughs> I, I want I want to uh, give a shout out. Um, there's a, there's a company out there called uh, Crooked Media. Okay. Um, uh, Crooked Media was formed by a, a bunch of uh, guys who had been in the the Obama administration, uh, led oh. by uh, John Favreau, who was uh, Obama's uh, lead speechwriter. Yeah, uh, after uh, Obama uh, left office um these guys needed a job they went out they, fu- they they founded this company crooked media and they make podcasts okay right?
0: i'm really dying to know where you're going with this <laughs> and i know that i'm going to get squished by whatever it is
1: uh they're, they're pod save america pod save the world if you've heard of these things they're, they're, that's crooked media okay. okay a crooked media podcast uh produced podcast that had no, having nothing to do with um uh politics or anything well a little bit to do with politics but um there's a podcast out there I would like to I would recommend everybody. It's an eight-part podcast <laughs> called Wind of Change.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um the theory there is a there is a conspiracy style theory out there that Wind of Change, The Scorpion Song, Wind of Change, yeah, was actually written by the CIA.
0: I love this. Song.
1: And given to Scorpions <laughs> as propaganda to be used as propaganda uh to the, the soviet union at this e, the eastern block of europe had already fallen communism was yeah. gone in eastern europe um and this was this was 1990
0: i think that's 80, right well, it, it, 89 90
1: 89 was when um uh klaus Meine of of scorpions was was inspired to write the yes. song okay um but so and and the soviet union completely came apart in in uh, 91 um but so the 89 90 uh the idea is that the soviet union was teetering mm-hmm. on on the brink of 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 disaster and the united states of america was doing anything they could to uh uh, help that situation. This walk. is the
0: wins the win the hearts and minds kind of idea, right? This was
1: inspire the young people yep. of the Soviet Union to want more. Okay, right? Okay, and and look, to look at their their brothers in Poland and in Hungary who had sh- or East Germany who had shaken off the yoke of communism. Yep, and and you know they, if it could happen there, it could happen in the motherland too. Okay, sure. So now, uh, it's an eight part series. It really goes in depth. In, into this thing um, and it makes some very very interesting conclusions that I'm not gonna but like, like conclusions that were so uh, incisive that I was almost embarrassed to to not have thought about thought of them. I mean it was really like some really interesting stuff, and you' were
0: telling me about this we're going
1: to talk about this a little bit off the air because it because it, I, I don't want i don't want to spoil this for our listeners, yeah. but i it, it it's, it's it's a podcast you can get on much like this show you can get it on Spotify, you can get it on apple music you can get it on uh, uh Stitcher. good, you can get That's it on Google, favorite. you can get it on uh, wherever you like podcasts wherever you like to get your podcast, you can get a wind of change. It's a crooked media podcast. Go so right. look into it. Scorpions.
0: Yeah. Now this song, um, I like this just because the guitar parts are very syncopated. Um, it, it's especially in the chorus, the chorus part, which you hear a couple times. And then at the very, the last chorus, you get uh, Matthias Jabs doing this beautiful kind of arching solo piece over the top of it. And it just, it kind of brings together. It's, It's an unusual song, but I like the syncopated guitar parts of it. So,
1: okay, from uh, "Love at First Sting" in 1984. (laughs) This is uh, "Schkopiench mit." uh,
0: Nothing controversial about this.
1: I'm leaving you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 95.1 KYMN the one. Blue Oyster Cult, Blue Oyster, how Blue? Okay, Blue that, Oyster Cult. Yeah, you're
0: absolutely right. You're gonna that put, was from the club. Uh, you're club gonna put Ninja Blue, Ninja Blue Oyster Cult on a metal shell. Rich, I just have a simple question for you. Okay, yeah, okay. What was the name of the tour that ran for two months, starting in Memorial Day of 1988? Ran for two months. It featured Kingdom Come, which, by the way, Greta Van Fleet. Pay attention, that's your future. Yeah. Uh, Metallica, (laughs) Dawkins, Scorpions, and Van Halen. What was the name of the tour? The Monsters of Rock tour. Right, so it wasn't called the Monsters of... It was a metal tour! So why didn't they call it Monsters of Metal? They called it Monsters of Rock, and I took that actually as serious. There is
1: nothing in this world that makes me angrier than revisionist history. Knock it
0: the hell off. So you're calling... It's called the Monsters of Rock. It is called the Monsters of... Wow, he's really... I mean, he's, like, really ticked off at me. Oh, dear. We haven't even gotten to the commercial part. Remember the sponsors. (laughs) I'm just saying. Oh, this is where it's going to go south, kids. That was the the angriest he's ever looked at me for a very... very very, I mean, I literally poked the bear.
1: I don't... I don't... I don't... I... (sighs)
0: We're gonna hug it out afterwards. Please tell me that, or else you're you're my best friend. I love I'll, you, dude. Yeah, I love of course you. Course of course we are. But, okay. but I'm putting my name on this show, Dan. <laughs> well, mine too. I mean, you know. Yeah, this could this it's could so end. Much, who
2: motors, who yeah,
0: you know, Gavin. Just because you're in my will doesn't mean that you get on his side on this one. Pound me, brother. <laughs> All <laughs> oh, right. Jesus. Okay. All
1: right. All right. Uh, so let's now talk about a subject near and dear to my heart. Okay,
0: this is something we can agree on.
1: Eminent Brewing. As always, want to thank Eminent Brewing for sponsoring the weekly list and thank Lauren and Derek Myers for continuing to make this show possible, although t- this week I'm kind of wondering. Uh,
0: <laughs> they're really right. thinking, wow, this right. was a mistake.
1: Even in the midst of metal, Danny, what, what, what do they call me?
0: They call you Haiku Rich. Haiku Rich. This I love. This is, my, this is honest to God, my new high point of the entire show. Okay,
1: I think you're going to like I've got two. Oh, but I think you're gonna like this first one very much. I'm really proud of this one.
0: Okay, All right.
1: I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to uh, read it without actually.
0: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, you're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like the first line. <laughs> no. Okay.
0: Let's go in the master's voice. Ozzie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the thing is that this is okay, Pagan. <laughs> Ozzy snorted ants <laughs> to shock the Motley Crew guys. That's a true story. <laughs> that is actually true. That's a true right. story. I mean, yes, it's actually true. <laughs> they were. They, this is this is the debauchery of, of, of metal <laughs> in, in the eighties. Uh, Motley Crew and Ozzy Osbourne both legendary drug oh your part, unbelievable. People, okay. Um, they were they were they were in L.A. I believe. The, the, the crew well, was crew, crew was opening, was opening for, for, for Ozzy, and they were partying around in a, a hotel pool one night, and like there was more cocaine ro- flowing around than the, yeah yeah, and just you know just to, there was a line of ants that was kind of walking across the 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 concrete by the pool. Ozzy went over there, snorted them. <laughs>
0: You know the thing that's funny is I I get kind of a kick out of reading rock biographies, and I read about that story in, from uh, in the Cruise. dirt. Yep. You know by Motley Crue's version, and then I also read it in Ozzy's version, <laughs> which is I think the name of his book was I Am Ozzy. Yeah. I read both accounts yeah. from yeah. both sides, and I'm like, yeah, wow. Yeah. It's yeah. un and this is a band that b- both of them un absolutely. It's amazing to me. That Ozzy and all four original members of Motley Crue are still alive.
1: <laughs> it's 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 a miracle. Okay, so re- please read
0: that again. Okay. I, I just need to hear right. that.
1: <clears throat> okay, Ozzy snorted ants to shock the Motley Crue guys. That's a true story. Wow. I know. I can't. You compare. know. I, 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 how do you do that? It just comes to me. I mean, I, I, it's, it's like it's, it's it's amazing. Okay. All right. Wow.
0: Okay. And here's you got, a, here's you got another uh, one. We have
1: another one. Kind of don't like rat. Blue Oyster Cult is metal. I need a brown ale.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a. Awesome. I'm giving you on that one. That was that was pretty good. It was kind of like an offhanded slam at me. Um, so, but I can appreciate. Yeah, yeah you want
1: to hear that again? No, what was
0: that last thing?
1: I need a brown ale. It's a beer.
0: It's a type of beer. It's a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it leads right into what Rich is going to say next. Right. So I'm gonna. Okay. you go. Do so
1: we're going to talk about imminent brewing, whom I love and adore and feel very strongly about. So it's like this. Uh, we're, we're not saying that the pandemic is over, but things are slowly uh, starting to get back to normal at imminent brewing. Uh, for example, if you are fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask over there anymore. You don't need to really? do it. If you aren't fully vaccinated, then we are going to appeal to your good sense and your sense of responsibility. We can't we can't you know, ask you to prove that you have been vaccinated or whatever. But if just, you know, look. Don't be, you know, don't be in.
0: You know, we talk about honesty. We talk about sharing. We talk about all of those ideals.
1: Cooperation.
0: Cooperation. This is, this is so all about honest. cooperation.
1: Just, you know, wear a mask. And it's for your own sake, brother. So, yeah. You know, okay. All right. So anyway, I'm fully vaccinated. I don't care if
0: you Me wear too. a mask or not. But,
1: um, all right. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Also, you don't have to check in at the bar anymore. Just go find a place to sit down. Come to the bar. Order a beer. Uh, also, there are more tables inside, and very soon there will be more tables on the patio as well. But right now, they're on back order. Um, also, the hours are being extended again. Really? Uh, Friday and Saturdays. Imminent Brewing is now open till 9 o'clock. That's right. You heard me. Wow. 9 o'clock. And that's where the hours will be for the summer. That's great. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that great? Okay. Now, they're still asking you to find a seat and stay there. Don't wander around the tap room or the patio with your beer. Uh, and they are limiting parties to, to 12, uh, but honestly, even before the pandemic, if you had if shown up at Imminent with a party of 12 people, it would have been really tough for you to find a table anyway. So some of this is just is, is COVID restrictions, and some of it's just plain common sense.
0: It's good for me because I don't even have close to 12 friends, and you know that's a fact.
1: I just explained that to you. Food trucks. Uh, there's been a cancellation uh, for tomorrow night, so we don't know if there will be a food truck tomorrow. We really hope so. Uh, Saturday, Cafe Sean is doing her pizza night right there at the old Imminent uh, Brewing. And on Saturday, my buddies Cheney and Leo are bringing Russell's Traveling Kitchen. Nice. To, and I love those Brussels props very, very much. Imminent Brewing is open Thursdays from 4 to 8, Fridays from 4 to 9, Saturdays from 2 to 9, and Sundays from 2 to 7. I will read those hours again.
0: Yes, please do. And I do, I do have a question, though. Yeah. So you're into Brussels sprouts, and how do you tie that up with metal? Not really the most of... Uh, they are fried, baby. Oh, okay. Then that's even better. Now, anything fried is definitely...
1: Exactly. For sure hard rock. Exactly. <laughs> you just you don't you got nothing. You got.
0: You, <laughs> it was wait. the Monsters of Rock.
1: You are claiming that Monsters of Rock. It was not a metal tour. You got. I get. I just okay. don't even. Just talk All to right. the One hand. Of the bands is bloody Metallica. Exactly. For God's sake. Oh, you know. Look. I. Okay.
0: I, we're okay. Keep going. Read the hours again. That's the important thing. That's what's really important.
1: Is open Thursdays from four to eight p.m. Fridays from four to nine p.m. Saturdays from two to nine p.m. and Sundays. From 2 to 7 p.m. As always, visit imminentbrewing.com for everything you need to know. For example, and, was Monsters of Rock a heavy metal tour? Why, yes. Yes, it was.
0: Well, even I'll though tell you the, this. Even
1: though Van Halen was not a metal band and they headlined it, it was billed as a metal tour.
0: Okay. On Saturday, you work at Imminent on Saturday, right? From 2 to 9? Yeah. Okay, so come in with your Monsters of Rock t-shirt. And you got
1: nothing. That. You got nothing to stand on here. Dude. OK, Just, well, we'll take a look. All man. right. This uh, is
0: never going to end.
1: Uh, this next band is a metal band.
0: Yes. Well, yeah. And, I mean, and,
1: and you know, it, this is actually kind of interesting. Um, you did have some parameters. I clearly didn't give you enough. But you did have <laughs> some parameters about uh, about what what was going to be on the show. Uh, and i I told you you know i don 't really want any hair metal, so right. don 't give me poison oh, don 't give never. me winger no don't and i i even I even went so far as to say don 't give me deaf leopard yeah. and i actually and no sort bon Jovi. Of, no by bon Jovi, no, no no Oh no, and i I sort of actually regret. Uh, telling you not, not to give me Def Leppard, c- c- looking at what you gave me, I really regret not te- Well, not,
0: Def not. Leppard I would classify as maybe a new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah. At least the early stuff. No, The early stuff.
1: Yeah, you're overthinking it. They're, they're pop metal. Well, yeah, for metal. sure.
0: Anything okay. from Pyromania on. Yeah, they're pop metal. Yeah. Anyway,
1: um, but the one exception I made in, in this whole thing, because I think you would like you would call this band a hair metal band, Like, they be in the the image, like, they wore the makeup and they had the big hairspray hair, but this is a killer rock and roll band.
0: Yeah, and, you know, the thing about Motley Crue... We're, of course, talking about
1: Motley Crue. Motley
0: Crue. The thing about Motley Crue, in my mind, is their secret weapon is Tommy Lee Tommy Lee? That's
1: not... I don't even think that's a secret weapon. Well, I
0: mean, this song in particular, we're going to play Wild Side, and this is from the Girls, Girls, Girls album, which Mm -hmm. came out in 1988. This one has got such a killer drum beat that... When I DJed for the Twins every once in a while and we needed like a really ramp yeah. up song, you yeah. know, like, hey, it's it's the bottom of the ninth. We're down by one run. We got a runner on second and third and more is coming to the plate. Right. OK, that one. This would be what I'd go with just nice. because that simple slamming intro of the drums. It yeah. was so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I think of. Okay. And I actually went and saw Motley Crue three times on, on that farewell final tour. tour because to it was play. like, well, I can't go and say I saw the second to last show that they did in the Twin Cities. I can't no. say that I went to the third and to it last. And wasn't,
1: it wasn't like they did a three-night stand on the farewell no. tour. They came back on the farewell tour. Three, three separate times.
0: Over the course of an 18 month period of time I saw them three uh, times. I, you know, that was a great show. I believe I will, it too. That was I so fantastic. Yeah. And they're yeah. coming back again. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess yeah. that, you know,
1: I just uh, I just I just saw a headline, I didn't read the story yet, but the the headline was um Vince Neil just played his first gig since the uh pandemic began. It did not go well.
0: Um I saw before the pandemic started, I think it was summer of twenty nineteen, I saw Sammy Hager's band The Circle with Michael Anthony yep, and yep. those guys. And I got there, I had no idea Vince Gill or uh, Vince, Vince, Gill. Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Neil Vince Neal was the opening act. Yeah. And yeah. that was yeah. basically him playing Motley Crue songs without Motley Crue. Yeah. Yeah. And it was wow.
1: Anyway, we're, well we're not just so this is uh, from nineteen eighty eight from the girls 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 album. This is Motley Crue with Wild Side. Ninety five point one to the
0: That's good a song. great song. I'm not gonna deny that.
1: And, oh, because I picked that song, didn't I? Oh, wow. That was wow. the one good song that you. I told good you for had you had to hear. That was Judas Priest. Yeah. Off of uh the uh the British Steel album from nineteen eighty one, I wanna say. Uh okay. Living After Midnight. Is, you know th- what makes this, that song? Is, is, what 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 makes that
0: song? Okay, I'll tell you. This these two songs, first of all, we had yeah. Tommy Lee yeah. with Wild Side. Yep. Um and
1: I wanna go back to Crew also yep yeah. like,
0: yeah the thing about a fantastic drummer probably about the dumbest human being on the planet a real putz. <laughs> no arguments for me. yeah i mean read yeah. the book tommy land and you'll get a really good idea of that no, thank you. and then the thing about living after midnight this is kind of another groove song you had the drummer dave holland yep that was such a solid yep. groove and yep. when you when you get down to it the thing that i i was listening to this week and it really settled in on me that's a really danceable song
2: mhm
0: i mean really danceable mm-hmm. it is so,
1: it's great and it's 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 a, okay so my my Judas Priest. Okay. Motley Crue. Neither of them are in the Hall of Fame. No, they're not. And that's that that is that is horrible. That's that, I mean, the the Hall of Fame has ignored largely ignored heavy metal. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, Metallica's in, Def Leppard is in, Sabbath is in. You want to call Zeppelin a metal band? I don't want to call Zeppelin call a metal them band. i call him a hard rock band. I would say... Yeah, I would too. Now, Sabbath, I think, is the very first metal band. Yes. Um, but, like, I don't even know who else is in.
0: Um, and I will grant this to you. Oh, okay? Van, Van Halen, but Van, Van Halen's not That's a hard rock a, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will grant this to you. As much as I love Iron Maiden, Judas Priest should be in the Hall of Fame before Iron Maiden. Yeah. I will give you on that one. Yeah. I will. And, I mean, Rob Halford... He's known, his nickname is the Metal God. The yeah. guy invented leather and studs.
1: Right. And, there, and that's could, a, there's a whole, that's other a whole thing. different thing with that. But yeah.
0: But I mean, that is. Judas yeah. Priest needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He needs
1: to be in the Hall of Fame, man.
0: And I really like the Screaming for Vengeance album. And I liked I like British Steel quite a bit. Um,
1: yeah, I mean. British Steel is probably my favorite metal album.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty I, good one.
1: I just love Judas Priest, man. Yeah. I do. Anyway. Okay. Um, where are we going from here? We are. Well, just,
0: here. Now we're going. You mentioned Ozzy. Oh, that's
1: right. That that was that was another one of the parameters I gave you. Is we got a, and we actually talked about this yeah. a couple of weeks ago. We had to get a little Randy Rhodes on this show. Yeah, because Randy Rhodes is going into the Hall of Fame.
0: Yes, which is really exciting. Fantastic. That's, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about unrealized potential? Right, right. It's going to be Randy Rhodes. And
1: the beauty of putting Randy Rhodes on this show is. You get Ozzy along with him.
0: Yes. Yes. Exactly. And I, so I
1: just I I love Ozzy. I now,
0: love Ozzy. The song that we're going to be playing is called "Flying High Again." The original studio version is on "Diary of a Madman." Yep. Now, from Randy Rhodes's point of view, he always felt that the recording of "Diary of a Madman" was very rushed, and he was unhappy with his playing. Um, and when you listen to the studio recording of this song, it does strike me as relatively flat. In 1987, 88, 87 I think, um, Rhodes died in 82. Yes. And in 87, um, Ozzy put out the tribute album which was a live recording of Ozzy Osbourne and Randy Rhodes and it was credited to both of them, which I thought was really beautiful. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And on there was this version of Flying High again. Yeah. And this is how I believe it should sound and Randy got to really play live and that was where he excelled truly. And you yeah. hear live recordings of him. And on this, he's just soaring. Right. And there's the guitar break in the middle, and you'll hear something that's so incredibly classically inspired. Mm-hmm. And it just gives me shivers every single time. So Ozzy may have snor- snorted ants <laughs> with Motley Crue and things like that, but I will give him a lot of credit for releasing this well, um, to give us a chance to have, hear mean, Ozzy this. may have
1: snorted ants, but he also unleashed Randy Rhodes on yes. the world, man. Right. So Yes. I, and I love Ozzy Osbourne just because he's Ozzy Osbourne. But, <laughs> you have to, you know. Okay, so this is from the uh, the tribute album Ozzy Osbourne and Randy Rhodes. This is "Flying High Again" uh, 95.1, K-Y-M-N.
2: Flying high, so keep on ninety five point one, KYMN.
1: Mighty Van Halen featuring Sammy Hagar uh, with Love Walks In. So, uh, okay, talk to me. Love Walks In.
0: I just love the song. I mean, there's just so many elements of it. At It was the 1984 album that Eddie Van Halen first brought in synthesizers. And really, by the time of the 5150 album from which that song is taken, they really were not – they were definitely very pop. They were definitely – and that was – Part of this whole genre is that ballad thing, and so that's kind of a little bit of a power ballad without being schmaltzy, I guess. See, again,
1: again, failure to communicate. One of the things I was hoping to
0: avoid on this show okay. was the power ballads,
1: but it's your show, Danny. So,
0: well, you know, here's here's the thing, Rich. I'm
1: just and, I'm just a bystander,
0: and I mean we're so. going back and forth on this, and we're coming to the close of the the night. And And I
1: I have nothing to say about the rest of the music on this show.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say it, and I'm going to get right to my point here. When I think about music, I don't put it into genres. I don't put it into segmentations. In my mind, music is music. So whether I'm listening to Dave Brubeck, Miles Davis, Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, um, Katy Perry in my mind, it's all the same. All of it is exactly the same. And I think that when we put genres on this, we start to separate things. You're the heavy metal kids, and you're this person or that person. I was one of these guys that I grew up all around the country, and my best friend was the radio, and it was the music that I heard. And so a lot of times, we try to put things in that separate us and try to characterize us. And for me, it was always lying on the floor in the middle of the night with my headphones on listening to music. And it was how I made sense of the world. And I wanted a tremendous amount of variety in it. And so the next song, the last song that we're going to play, is by Triumph. And they're a Canadian three-piece band. You can call them hard rock. You can call them metal. You can call them pop. I don't care. It's the same thing to me. I wouldn't, it's the... use,
1: I wouldn't use any one of those words. To you wouldn't describe.
0: even call them pop?
1: No, I just, I, I have a word in mind for Triumph that I okay. can't say in the well, radio.
0: Well, here's the thing about... About this song, this song is called Magic Power, and for me, when I think about music, this is me at 15 years old, trying to make sense of the world that I don't fit into any groups. I really don't, and I never really had. And so, but music was always mine. And this song was about just sitting there and being enthralled by the very nature of music itself. And... The sitting there and hoping that a DJ would play a song that was just special, that would start your whole day. That's what this song is about. This song is about all of the people who are outcasts and listening to music and trying to grasp one thing together. So that's why it's Triumph. And it has to be Magic Power to close tonight.
1: Folks, that's just going to about do it for this here edition of the weekly list. If you like the show, uh, you can podcast us, uh, as we we talked about before. You can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple Music, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, or really wherever you like to find your podcast. Look for us under the KYMN Radio Podcast. Um you can uh, you can find us on uh, our on the KYMN radio kymnradio.net website under our program page under the weekly list I have all the old uh, shows the really good shows archived ah, wow <laughs> our, uh, this could have been such a good show archived in 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 the uh, on on the on the website um, you can find us on Facebook under the weekly list uh, where I post every new show every Friday morning, um, while you're on Facebook, please go like the <laughs> Kymn Facebook page, go like the uh, the Imminent Brewing Facebook
0: page, and go and like the Triumph Facebook page. Don't don't. Do that. I'm just kidding. Do I'm just I'm now. I'm just doing it to take you off. Does up. Triumph even have a Facebook? I, I have no idea. Rick Emmett's a great guitarist, though. That's the singer and the the guitarist on this.
1: You, I, you know what? Just uh, introduce the song. Okay. I, you, 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 thanks, folks, for listening. Off of
0: the 1981 Allied Force as album, this is Triumph with Magic Power here on KYMN Radio 95.1. The One. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.
1: Peace. Peace.
0: Thanks for listening to this KYMN Radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, KYMNradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety.